3: Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go Red! Woo! You better put them hands
1: together. Put them together for a Monday. Coming off Father's Day weekend. Hope you had a good one. Part of the Father's Day always, of course, the annual Sunday at uh, the U.S. Open, the United States Open out in Los Angeles this time around. And I was looking at hornfm.com at the standings of our fantasy golf contest books. Looks like a guy named who names himself Joe Fan. Joe Fan. Running yes. away with it. Now, it's got to be verified by the service we use, powered by Callahan's General Store. But look at Joe Fan. He is like 100 points better than the next group. And I'm sitting at 97th. You know who really killed me? Rosie. You got Rosie. Come on,
3: man. It's not Shit. Rosie's kind of course.
1: What do you mean? Target course, angle course.
3: Too many angles for it. You're right. Too many angles. You can hit, like I said, hitting the fairways and the ball ended up in the rough. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy those. Those tilted fairways. I love the ones where you bank them off the side of the hill.
1: It's got to be on the right side of the hill, or correct side. I shouldn't say right, but correct side. Yeah, Rosie hurt me. I had had some decent picks. I, I don't believe Wyndham Clark was a selection you could make. I didn't see him on the list.
3: I don't think so either. Well.
1: And I, I took Patrick Reed, and the guy right next to him in that group was Ricky Fowler. I took should have taken Rick Fowler. Even though he collapsed a little bit yesterday, that would have helped him. He's me. not
3: quite back, but but he's playing better golf, that's for sure. 62?
1: Well, he, he made some money. And that's, you know, if you feel bad for Scottie Scheffler not winning, Scottie Scheffler still made $1.4 coming out of there with the third place finish. How about Tommy Fleetwood yesterday? Yeah, he came on. He earned himself some money. He was on fire. Yeah, you know. Uh, and as that course got harder and more difficult and the pin placements and the greens were firmer and, uh, you know, it became tougher and less receptive. I know on Thursday it was just a pitch. I mean, they were uh, – USGA could not have been happy with the course set up no. because of the uh, – uh, just the, the, the record-setting rounds and the receptiveness of the greens. But they, they let them go and they got tougher and tougher. And, um, you know, the scores were a little bit more in line through the weekend. But our man, Longhorn Bear, so that was the most boring U.S. Open I've seen. Well, we're getting on plenty of that. Uh, it was You had to wait for it because it didn't start until dinnertime, which was kind of cool. But if you had night plans, then you, you missed a lot of the golf. Normally, you're done with the golf right before dinner and go out go out afterwards. But, uh, you know, that wasn't the case with the uh, West Coast Tea Times. Also, as we said, the, the, the galleries weren't enthusiastic because they sold most of the tickets to members. And you know, those stodgy uh,
3: Yeah, and those members know better and that better not be out there screaming.
1: You're not gonna hear a lot of mashed potatoes. I didn't hear a bunch of I,
3: no, we didn't get a lot of that. Baba booey. That's why Bears all that's why he's all upset. We did not get a lot of those It's <laughs> in
1: the cup. Well it was all like top top one percenters. On the West Coast. So, the, I mean, you, you, that's all that can be the members there. So, they, I think there were like only like 4,000 or 4,500 tickets daily to just, yeah, General guys were having to
3: back off of shots. It was quiet there. You're right. That is
2: one thing I like about the Live Tour is that they, they get hyped. Jamming? Oh, well, the jamming. Well, it's I, not I, like there's huge galleries. I mean, they're not jamming during the shots all the time. I like the lead up. It's like coming to the first, instead of that, just like, you know, the old dude. Oh, and now, now you're watching Live
3: Golf? Is that what is? I've, I've seen
1: some highlights. I have not seen any live golf. But some money. beer
2: shower stuff going on.
1: I will say the week before the Canadian Open because we had the Canadian National Open and the U.S. Open. The Canadian Open was more dramatic with that you know putt on eighteen in sure. the playoff, but the crowd was unbelievable. Remember we had the security guard, car, yeah, jacking up guard, people, decking the the player Adam Hadwin. None of that here. It's very proper. Very proper. I
3: mean, when that, did when did Jordan bail out? When did what happened to him? What did, did that happen on Jordan Spieth? Yeah, that must happen he didn't on have Friday a good
1: weekend. John Ryan didn't have a good weekend. Uh, a lot of the top players struggled with that course. Brooks Kepka said he didn't like the course. I don't like blind shots. Sorry, Brooks. Sorry, Brooks. But that was my pick. It didn't happen. He, he made the cut, though, and finished at minus one. But, yeah, Canadian Open, more exciting than the U.S. Open. But in the end, it's still our, our national championship and a new uh, new person crowned. Or crowned himself with a great performance yesterday. We'll get you details on that here coming up. But we mentioned, you know, the the numbers on that that course is is right in the middle of some of the n- most valuable property in the United States of America, without a doubt. As we said, it's it's a not for. I mean, the members own the course, so it's a nonprofit. So it got this tax tax loophole. And is
3: there two courses? Because they kept saying, yeah, the there's a north, north
1: r- course and a south course. There's two courses there on the other side of
3: that mm-hmm. that road there.
1: Yeah, Wilshire, Wil- Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. Boulevard. Yes, and and. You know, it's... Uh,
3: not far from Dr. William Cannon's area, uh, of course.
1: I mean, it, it rivals Central Park in New York as far as valuable land that's not used, to, that, that creates value, right? You know what I mean? Uh, it's They it's,
3: kept showing the Lionel Richie's house. Wow. Home or mansion, whatever, castle. Wow they're Dancing did, on the stealing. Did, did not stealing. see that I mean, one. That was something you
1: now. It's just unbelievably valuable property and beautiful homes and... Like the Aaron Spelling Mansion, like he created all the TV shows, that's there. Playboy Mansion's right there. It's a crazy neighborhood. Hidden behind
3: the bushes. Yeah.
1: That's the way you and I know, have always said, having been out there for the national championship when Texas beat USC, that's the, the media hotel. It's not like we were staying in, in the hotel in Beverly Hills. That's where the media was was based, mm-hmm. the Beverly Hilton. And so we were right there, and you and I both said, "Man, you went, you recruited. You were had been a coach oh. pretty 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 short at, at when you started your radio, and you're like, like, how do you not recruit to UCLA's campus? Are you kidding me? You get one. Yeah, why are they having down years? <laughs> you get here? on this campus, it is something else, I and mean, it is. Man. It's right there. I mean, UCLA's right there next to that golf course and uh, next to Beverly Hills, and." You're not far from Santa Monica Pier and the beach and all that. Uh, it seems like a pretty easy place to recruit to. No kidding. Uh, but, you know, we'll see if Chip Kelly can get that back, playing some football. Let's get to the other headlines. Trending topics to start your work week. <music> Top Gun. Equipment Rentals bring you the news. Yeah, U.S. Open Golf, the annual Father's Day Sunday, featured plenty of the game's biggest stars, but in the end, a rising star maybe, uh, claimed our national championship, or it'll be his one moment in the sun. At the L.A. Country Club, 29-year-old Wyndham Clark, Hosted a breakout weekend, a final round 70. Holds off Rory McIlroy by a single stroke. He wins his first major. Scotty Scheffler, Ricky Fowler also on that leaderboard, but faltered. Scheffler finished three strokes back. Fowler shot 75, tumbled all the way down to fifth place. Uh, This morning, speaking of 75s, marked 75 days until the 2023 Texas football season opens with the Rice Owls. This past weekend was big on the recruiting front. Longhorns hosting more than 20 of the top prospects from across the country on their official visits. And uh, they landed a pair of new commitments. Uh, for the recruiting class in 2024, on Saturday, four-star defensive back prospect Santana Wilson from Scottsdale, Arizona, committed to the Longhorns. He's six foot, 175 pounder, a senior to be at Desert Mountain High. He is the son of former All-Pro NFL safety Adrian Wilson. Uh, then yesterday, wide re- new wide receivers coach Chris Jackson snagged his first commitment as the, the coach there. He, uh, San Antonio Smithson Valley wide receiver and speedster Freddie Dubose committed to the Longhorns yesterday. Very ugly end to a Hall of Fame career in Morgantown over the weekend, West Virginia. Basketball coach Bob Huggins resigned his position two days after his arrest on suspicion of drunken driving in Pittsburgh the previous evening. 69-year-old leaves as the third winningest coach all-time in Division One, behind only... Mike Krzyzewski and Jim Beheim. Quite a first weekend at the College World Series in Omaha uh, where there were six games played, five of them decided by a single run, including both yesterday. TCU stayed alive while eliminating 7th-ranked Virginia, held on for a 4-3 nail-biter win there. Horn Frogs dropped into that loser's bracket on Friday when Oral Roberts scored four in the ninth to steal a 6-5 win there. Those same Cinderella Golden Eagles were back at it again yesterday trying to rally to beat second seeded Florida, but the Gators were able to get that final out in the ninth inning with runners aboard They get the 5 4 win and approved to 2 0 in Omaha, Florida in that winner's bracket. There are two games today. Stanford and Tennessee will play an elimination game at 1 o'clock. Then LSU faces top ranked Wake Forest in a winner's bracket game tonight at 6 o'clock. Baseball yesterday and last night, Arlington Rangers uh, fell behind the Blue Jays 6 0, but rallied to win it 11 7 behind that uh, powerful offense. They've got they've hit double digits now 17 times, most in the majors. Tumbling Astros built a lead but couldn't hold it at Minute Maid Park yesterday. And they got swept by the red-hot Cincinnati Reds, 9-7 the final in 10 innings yesterday. That uh, is a three-game sweep. Reds have won eight in a row. Houston has lost 7 of 10 and have fallen to third place in the AL West. Round Rock dropped their series finale to El Paso last night at Dell Diamond 7-4.
2: Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler Generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight.
1: All right, one hour from now, we'll chat with our man Glenn Davis. Soccer matters because U.S. Men's National Team with a big win over Canada last night. Talk about the ramifications of that win in the CONCACAF uh, event. And um, we'll talk with him where that U.S. Men's National Team is going. Also, the lost in FC. Uh, but here coming up, we're going to talk to Jerry Hamilton from Inside Texas. Get an overview of this big recruiting weekend. It was for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. that says he gets mad when he sees live highlights. That's not true. I didn't, don't watch live live golf. I haven't seen it.
3: Never seen any of them.
1: I do know where the CW is, though. I do know where to find. There you go on my cable television or my satellite television. It's uh, right there, channel fifty-four on my satellite dial. But I have not watched. I did watch plenty of the U.S. Open. Um said, is that Joe fan that calls into the blitz? I don't know. It don't is. Know. Might be. Might be. He will he's on he's in line to win our golf contest with a just a his picks are a hundred points better than anybody else's. That means he locked it in. Locked it in. Did a good job. Wow. And uh your what happened to your guy, Victor Hovland?
3: What happened to Victor? When was it, Saturday he went down?
2: I don't know. You you got me to throw away some money on that
1: though. <laughs> Victor Hovland had been playing well. And uh again that course was was a different course and we though they'd never played there. So those who had some advanced knowledge of it, like a Ricky Fowler, uh like Wyndham Clark talked about how he had a college buddy who had a knew a caddy there, so he had Got enough of a practice round in and got to know some local knowledge of the course, so he went in confidently.
3: Because uh, obviously they don't want you just coming out and playing at their no, place. No, 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 no. Come out in your shorts. You
1: know, It is it is interesting that that's one of the most restrictive clubs, country clubs in America, and the U.S. Open is the most open of – it's an open. Anybody can play in it. I mean, if you qualify, anybody can climb to be a part of the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not everybody can be a member at LACC, that's for sure. Uh, that takes a bit. Hey, let's dive into the uh, the conversation. The Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, always a good combo when it's Jerry Hamilton from Inside Texas, talking Texas football, basketball, and all other things. Jerry, how are you, man? I'm great. And
0: by the way, I had Rory to win that tournament because it favored a right-handed player who had a draw off the tee. He was close, just... Uh, that guy's knocking on the door. He's going to get another one soon. I believe so, like
1: too, it. Jerry. Yeah, we lost to Cam Smith at the Open Championship last July and uh, had a look there. This one very similar. He needed a birdie or two more, and he needed Wyndham Clark to fall apart a little bit, and he didn't do that. And uh, Rory was right there, much like he was last year at the Open. And we'll see. They'll go to Hoylake uh, for the final golf major uh, coming up next He'll be favored there,
3: month. I would believe, or he or Cam Smith.
1: Yeah
0: right right exactly hey what was that exactly uh, sorry man i i i no. golf talk we got bigger things to talk about no, no that
1: was good though i like it was, i like the right-handed player playing the draw it was a good good local knowledge right there jerry what um give our fans that had no idea what was going on over the weekend give us give us a thumbnail of what went on we do did mention in the headlines the two commitments the longhorns have gotten and obviously they'd like to grab a couple of more out of this big weekend they hosted
0: yeah, no doubt, and they they have some more private commitments. But so a lot of these kids have timelines when they want to decide when they're when they want to announce their decisions. Uh, it could be special days, birthdays, mom's birthdays, holidays. You know, so Texas has more than two commitments out of that weekend, but uh, there will be more announced later on. But Freddie Debose, wide receiver out of uh he's originally from Shirts Clements, He's now at Smithson Valley. Played a sophomore year at Shirts. Um, really talented athlete. When I heard uh, Saturday he was going to commit to Texas Sunday, I reached out to a college coach who I knew had been recruiting him for a long time, and he simply called him a freak athlete, has to get more consistent since he missed the year of football, but a total freak athlete, and uh, for those that don't know about Freddie DuBose, uh he tore his ACL first game of his junior season, um, and what impressed Bobby Burton and myself, we talked about it on our YouTube live stream, is he was back at the state track meet. You know, it, he, that was a pretty quick rehab for a guy that had a major injury. So it shows a little uh, intestinal fortitude, a little toughness, and ability to bounce back from injury, which is always key. And he's a 6'2 receiver that, uh, you know, he's triple jump 47. He's long jump 22-10 in that area. And he, he's I think he's gotten back down to a 48-6 in the quarter, uh, despite only have, really having a month to get prepared uh, for the track season coming off that injury. But he's a guy who has a gear on the field. Uh, He can make the tough catches. He's got to be guys, get more consistent, arms extended, getting those hands in position to catch the football. But look, he missed a whole year of football. That's the reality uh, for him. The second commitment, or actually the first of the weekend, is Santana Wilson. Uh, For those who remember, his father, Adrian Wilson, was an absolute hammer at the safety position, is now an NFL executive. Uh, But that was a big commitment for Steve Sarkeesian and staff. Whenever these NFL dads... Check off on their sons playing for Sarkeesian and staff at Texas, I, I, guys. I think that's a huge deal. Those kids have voices. Uh, other parents look at that. You know, I mean, think about being a parent at that week at the big, big visit weekend in Austin and walking up to Adrian Wilson and saying, "Why? Why? What are your thoughts on Texas?" And then he has glowing things to say about Steve Sarkeesian and the staff. And why he's on board with his son going to Texas? That's a major thing in recruiting. Obviously, Arch Manning last year, but Ter- Terrence Brooks, Chet Brooks, former NFL DB that trains kids in Dallas area. I mean, they're they're getting a lot of these NFL X kids. And that is a really good stamp of approval.
1: It seems like it for sure. And Adrian Wilson was a heck of a player, big safety. And uh, yeah. his son comes in as a you know a bigger corner, right? Six foot, 180, 175, seventy five, one hundred eighty pounder who can play, and obviously comes up with great bloodlines, uh, great get there. And then the one thing we were commenting on, just looking at your guys, you had a list, little uh, thumbnail of all the players that were in town. Uh, you know, Sark is clearly going to recruit Texas, but they're going to recruit nationally. I and mean, then they're in the deep south uh, with some of these defensive linemen out of Alabama. They're in Florida. They're in California. I mean, they're using all, you know, all ties to try to recruit the best players nationally, not just in the Lone Star State.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, more than two-thirds of the visitors this weekend were out-of-state visitors. Uh, <clears throat> and, and I've expressed this on Inside Texas and, and the On Texas Football YouTube channel. recruiting defensive line in the deep south is not for the faint of heart okay i mean it's a numbers game you better have numbers at that position and realize you're going to lose a lot more than you win but you only need to win three a year and so you got to give yourself a lot of shots on goal um look they had an edge kid jordan ross out of birmingham vestavia hills was in and I think that's more of a Florida, Tennessee, Georgia battle with Texas fourth. But let's see in the next couple of weeks if Texas makes up ground. But the de- interior defensive lineman, Melvin Hills from Lafayette, uh, Christian Academy down in Louisiana, I think he's a big Texas lean, a 6'4", 270, uh, with some versatility. A guy who bounced back from an ACL uh, end of his sophomore year, played as a junior with knee braces, so I think he's more athletic than what he showed on tape as a junior as he was coming back from that injury and really protecting those knees through a long season. Um, he's a really talented kid. He was at Ole Miss two weekends ago, but I think Texas is a good spot there. Um, you know, And they had a number of guys, Isaiah Funga, who's out of Phoenix City Central in Alabama. He's committed to Utah. His uncle, Solomon Lewis, is the defensive line coach at Utah. He was at Alabama last week weekend, Texas this weekend. Both of those schools are expecting him to decommit from Utah, but that's been expected for three months, and he still hasn't done it. When he does, I think Texas has a, uh, a really good shot there. And so, again, there's DeAndre Robinson out of Orlando Jones, who's become one of the most highly recruited defensive line interior guys in the country. Obviously, Orlando was good to Texas in the last cycle. with Peyton Kirkland and Cedric Baxter, both those guys hosted him this weekend. Uh, De'Andre went to Alabama camp and worked out for Nick Saban Wednesday, got an offer. Uh, so he's a, he was at Texas this weekend. He'd already been to Florida, his childhood favorite, June 2nd through 4th. But then he went to Ohio State last weekend and then Texas this weekend. Then he's either going to Georgia or LSU next weekend. And the kicker there is, what's he's a, he's a, he's a funny kid. He's got some personality. So the question with De'Andre Robinson, is he going to commit before his senior season or is he going to wait until the fall? If he commits before a senior season, I like it to be Florida or Texas. If he waits until the fall, then you can start visiting Alabama officially. You get back up to Ohio State, and all bets are kind of off. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And they have three big-time uh, D-line guys, uh, interior guys, coming in this weekend, along with five-star Colin Simmons. So last weekend was big. You have midweek official visitors, which are big. You have uh, uh, next weekend's official visit Weekend's going to be off the charts, guys. And I will tell you this. I just put the news out on Inside Texas. Two basketball visitors on campus today. One of those is Robert Miller III, who plays for TJ Ford's AAU team, who I think is going to end up being a top-20 kid in America and a five-star prospect. So there's a lot going on in Austin right now.
3: That's great to hear. Jerry, Jerry, the ability in Florida with with getting Cedric Baxter and and then getting into places like St. Thomas Aquinas, because every year somebody's going to come out of St. Thomas in in Fort Lauderdale area is Will be huge for Texas, but what is it about Arizona? Is it the fact that Arizona, Arizona State, uh, is that is that now become fertile uh, fertile recruiting grounds for a lot of other other schools besides Texas? Arizona, all of a sudden, besides USC being in that area.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great point, Buck. And, and here's the thing: these kids have not stayed, the top kids haven't really stayed home for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go back; you, it doesn't matter. Christian Kirk, Kyle Allen went to A and M, right? I mean, D. John Robinson goes to Texas. Uh, Oregon's coming and plucked guys, USC. So the top guys haven't been staying in state at Arizona. But now you factor in these schools can't tell these kids what conference they're going to be playing in. Good luck recruiting in that scenario. Good luck recruiting in that scenario. So Santana Wilson, who a lot of people thought, hey, Matt stay, go to Arizona State, there was no chance. I mean, he told me, um, I was actually at Bergstrom Airport when some of those kids were getting on flights after the visit. He told me, Look, I knew going in, and my dad knew going in, I was going to commit to Texas. I mean, so, I mean, it's, that, it's Arizona and Arizona State are in a really tough spot yeah. recruiting in their home state right now.
1: Yeah, with the uh, the <laughs> questions surrounding the Pac-12, and there's still talk that Arizona and maybe even Arizona State are looking at the Big 12, and all those things are in play right now, uh, which which hampers recruiting. Texas can tell people, hey, we're going yeah, to the yeah, SEC. There's, It'll there's be there next year.
0: When you can't answer the question of where you're going to be playing.
1: Yeah, and what TV networks will be carrying those games and all those things. Uh, kids want to know parents. Want to know Jerry Hamilton inside Texas? Really great stuff. Another recruiting weekend coming. Uh, can I ask you about Colin Simmons? I mean, that's a, you know, Arch Manning yeah. was the big name last year. uh The defensive side of the ball is Colin Simmons, the edge rusher from uh, from Duncanville, elite prospect nationally, not just in the, in the state of Texas. Where does that recruitment stand right now?
0: You look. I think I think in Texas it's been a bit of day. I mean, I know there's been a lot of Miami chatter after. That official visit. Heck, that hasn't been a great official visit, guys. They literally got the kids off the plane. They dropped them off in Miami South Beach and said, we'll see you in 48 hours. I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. <laughs> they stayed. The kids and parents stayed on Miami Beach. They stayed 30 minutes from campus. I don't know if that's good recruiting strategy or bad long-term, but it was probably good that weekend, right? So, um, you know that that's gonna impress a kid. I got to tell you I lived in South Florida for six years and I can only imagine the official visit for a 17 year old getting dropped off in South Beach for two days. Um, but yeah, I think Miami's made they're in it, but I still think he's gonna stay closer to home. I just feel like Texas LSU or the teams there um, you know what's interesting is, he goes down and works out sometimes at Collective, uh, Jeremy Hills's mm-hmm. facility. He was down there working out with Micah Parsons a few weeks ago. So he gets to Austin a little more than people think, and he's not going to put that out uh, very often. But I think the whole Texas staff has been recruiting this kid for a long time now. Um, and I think the mom and the brother are big factors in this recruitment. We'll see which way it goes. The kicker for me is – Right now, this looks like a December recruitment. He had his last official visit right now scheduled to be LSU November 11th for the Florida game. We'll see. Some of these kids sometimes they caught before the season, sometimes they carried on through the season. We'll see what Colin ultimately does. But uh, the question's been asked a lot on inside Texas why would you bring him in June 23rd this weekend if he's going to visit Florida later in the season? I said, because Texas is knocking these June visits out of the park. They have got this down. I don't think many people can compete with Texas on official visit weekends in June where the parents are there. It's not a game weekend. So you have everything that comes with the University of Texas, Austin, the football program. Then the coaches aren't worried about a game. They have all that time to spend with these kids and families on top of everything the university in Austin has to offer it's a tough official vi- visit to beat for a lot of programs right
1: now yeah that's when Arch Manning made his final decision on an official in June and uh, came there down in July uh last summer at this time Jerry real quick because I had heard from I got a note yesterday that two Longhorn basketball is going to pick up two new players and you just uh you know led that, led with that a kid that plays on a T.J. Ford team and uh, these are these are high school players potentially for for uh for Rodney Terry
0: yeah, yeah. These are more visits, uh, 2024, 2025. I, I think what you may be referencing is the the season, the roster being put together still. Yeah. Um, I think Texas will add two more players. They got nine right now. I think they're going to add two more players. Chris Johnson, who had signed with Kansas, um, who played with TJ Ford's AAU team. He got his release from Kansas. Um, and we'll see what happens there. I, I, you know, look, if I'm putting in a, a pick, I'm putting in a pick for Texas, then they still need to get a grad transfer guard as well. Um, If they do both those things, I think they're going to be cooking with gas next year offensively. They're
1: going to be really good. All right, buddy. Always appreciate it. Happy Monday to you. And we'll check in again and uh, always get over to Inside Texas, find all the good stuff. Thank you, Jerry. You you got it, guys. Y'all have a good one. It's a good overview. What went on this weekend? What's coming this coming weekend? Another uh, official visit weekend on tap for Sark and the staff. And uh, they get to roll out the red carpet and the sports cars and all that comes with the weekend. And uh, they don't have South Beach, though, Buck. That would be when you're 17 years old. It's
3: so much easier to to recruit and put your full, put everything you've got into it when you don't have a game. Yeah, sure. And you're a coach and you want to talk to mom and dad, you want to talk to the kid and you want to be, you know, kind of freewheeling a little bit instead of worrying about, you know, second and third down, and how we stop this guy,
1: yeah, you got to get ready for a game absolutely well i, I talked to a guy who was i mean last year when when Arch Manning came in with Cooper and the, the whole family for his official visit, we know that Arch had already been here several times, uh but a friend of mine who works at the j w Marriott, they had a party on the up, up on the pool there mm-hmm. at the j w and he said sark was there, and I mean they just Uh, And and he said Cooper and Sark talked for probably two hours. Like, that's the kind of time you can get with the parent, right? Oh, yeah. All the questions answered. um, Just really, you know, immersing yourself in the program and all that Texas has to offer and the opportunities. And that's what he's talking about. That's – and Colin – uh, the, the Duncanville kid, Colin Simmons, a special player. I mean, he's a, he's a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, high school football fans saw him at, you know, leading Duncanville to the state championship as a junior. Uh, now he's coming into his senior season. That guy is, is really a big-time get for whoever gets him. We'll come back. We will pick up the other conversations of a good, bad, and ugly Monday from the busy weekend, great games in Omaha, also the U.S. Open, Wyndham-Clark relative uh, newcomer to the scene picks up our national championship. Plus for the end of the hour, it's gossip and the blitz plus a Craig way report. It's a busy Monday.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin, Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
3: Maybe old days, they go crazy when they see me sitting sideways. It's Bucky and Aaron.
1: Yeah, rest in peace to the uh, Houston-based rapper, Big Pokey, I believe, is is who we're listening to here. Is that right, Ty? That's correct. Big Pokey. Very sad. Houston-based? Yep, Third Coast. Third Coast rapper, Big Pokey. Sad to hear that piece of news come down over the busy weekend. I uh, appreciate our man Jerry Hamilton. That was a good overview of what's going on with the Longhorns. 75 days to the start of the season. Also, Longhorn basketball making moves and uh, trying to add pieces. Uh, I did ask the guy I was texting with about the West Virginia situation and could that impact the Longhorns because you know, those players now have a month to oh, yeah. seek another opportunity with Bob Huggins You know, firing himself, essentially. Um, that's that's story is so scary. And then somebody texted us. We were talking about that last time. That uh, they were driving to work this morning and there was a, somebody driving in the head-on no, lane with them. Wrong side of the road. Yeah, had to swerve out of that thing. So, yeah, be careful out there. That's uh, the end of the day with that Bob Huggins story. That's the best piece of news is that no one was killed. Um, just a scary situation. Uh, who, clear, clear, Not clearly. The police report would indicate that he drove in from Columbus to Pittsburgh. And... Looked like he was drinking beers the whole time because the report said of beer cans on the floor in the and, back
3: all over the place. And at
1: eight thirty in the evening, he blew a two point, like point two one, um, and just. That's
3: getting it going early, isn't it?
1: That's or just a, on a road trip. It's like one point five the legal limit times legal limit being behind uh, yeah. the wheel or two point five. Uh, What's yeah. legal limit? .08? .08, depends on the state you're in, but yeah, I mean it's I mean, that's a three hour drive from Columbus down to, to Pittsburgh. And the police report indicates that he he wasn't sure where he was. Like they asked him, and he thought he was in Columbus. It's not. It's I uh, mean, I'm Disneyland. Laughing, it's not funny. No, it's a terrible story. But yes, I mean, I mean the story when I when I saw the police report, I mean, saw the story initially, you think, okay, he's going to be out after you know all what the it happened, through, yes. you know, what had just happened. Yeah, what had just happened, and then you read the police report, like, oh my gosh, was anybody surprised that this did happen though?
3: Well, no, I, but I didn't know he had a drink. I don't know his business, so I didn't know he had a drinking problem.
1: That's something I've kind of... Well, he had a DUI before. in 04 uh, while he was still at Cincinnati. And remember he had the Vegas situation when he, he ended up with broken ribs? He was out in Vegas because his team was playing in a tournament there. Gosh, that was a long time ago. I remember that. Is the Bunny
3: Ranch? Well, ended up with broken ribs. He's looked
2: on. He's
1: looked pretty hungover on the sidelines before. Is
3: really
2: well, where
1: I get. He he. Gosh, I got to go back and get the official timeline on that when it was. But yeah, he was. His team was playing in Vegas. Was he with Lamar Odom or something? Yeah, and he ended up in the hospital with like cracked ribs. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And and then he had to say, remember the team? I got to get the exact details. But the team left, and um, he had to stay because he was still in the hospital. And it like came out that he fell and hit the corner of a table. Ooh. Which was like, well, that's not good. Or he got hit with a baseball bat or something. I mean, he's in I Vegas. I like think that's
2: something that you say when give something your worse card. happened.
1: Yeah, right. Uh hit a quarter of a table. I think, well, yeah, but she yeah. so wouldn't give me the credit card back. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, someone took an east into the to the side of the ribs or something. Wow. I mean, it was not. Uh, well, it was, was his time. It was, on, it was, cl- it was unclear.
3: Sixty nine years old, driving around drunk. Didn't know if he was in Columbus or, say, Pittsburgh.
1: Pittsburgh's where he got arrested. He was in downtown Pittsburgh. He thought he was in Columbus, Ohio. And I think he had been in Columbus, Ohio, watching basketball.
3: Huggy. There was a drive in between all of that.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, scary. But uh, he is now out, and obviously that alters uh, Big 12 basketball for the upcoming season. West Virginia will have a new coach. and. What will their roster look like? Longhorns, of course, will play one more year of Big 12 hoops on their way to the Southeastern Conference uh, next year for sure. So uh, that story came out over the weekend. I really enjoyed the baseball out in Omaha. These games have been tremendous. You kind of felt like, you know, unfortunately for the Longhorns, their season ended how it ended, uh, and now they've got players in the portal and that whole situation. The offseason begins for David Pierce and the Longhorns. Roster construction, who can you keep and who's going to lose? I think a lot of people raised eyebrows at Mitchell Daly – is into the portal. Um, again, doesn't mean they're leaving, but typically does these days. Uh, he was your starting shortstop this year. You know, I remember Mitchell was an unbelievable freshman, uh, freshman of the year, freshman All-American, and really hasn't, uh, with the bat, been that that player as a sophomore or a junior. Right. Uh, but still a really good player who you're hoping could get back to, to his hitting form this year. Uh, but, yeah, this is just the off season now. Guys get in the portal, and you, who can you add, who can you keep, and who are you going to lose? As for the teams that are still playing, uh, boy, TCU, TCU should be—I don't say should be—that they had a real look at being two and 2 and zero in this bracket because that lost Oral Roberts Buck was—they were up five to two in the ninth inning, five to two in the ninth, close it out, get out of there. Oral Roberts rallied on Friday for four runs, had a big three-run homer to win the ball game. And TCU ends up in the in the losers bracket. Yeah, it's been they, hard to close. They did win yesterday, beat Virginia in a good match. Good, you know, Virginia, one of the best offensive teams in college baseball. They held them down and got a nice win, and so they stay alive with that win. Virginia is out. Oral Roberts turned around, and almost rallied to beat Florida last night. They uh, had the runners on and had an opportunity to beat the Gators, who are the number two overall national seed. And in the end, the Gators had enough pitching to get out of it. And um, you know, got that fly ball, and you know, to deep, deep left center to end the ball game. So Florida is two and zero. And then tonight's game with uh, Wake Forest and LSU, uh, that's a must-watch game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to be tremendous. That might, those might be the two best teams right now. Apologies to Florida, uh, but the winner of that game obviously will stay. will move to two and zero in the other bracket. And in any double elimination kind of thing, to to get to stay two and zero, stay in the winners bracket, get that day off. Don't tax your pitching. Like everyone else will have to do, really puts you in an advantage position. And obviously, one team will come out of each bracket. And right now, it looks like Florida in a, in a good position and won the winner of tonight's game. LSU or Wake Forest will be in a real good position in the other bracket and uh, on their way to, to play for that national championship series. I'm looking up and seeing Chris Paul. Chris Paul doing a hit on Good Morning America this morning, Buck. Looks like Chris Paul is on his way to the Washington Wizards as part of a trade that will include Bradley Beal going back to Phoenix. The new big three in Phoenix is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and uh Bradley Beal. Uh, that's the first significant offseason move swung. What's Chris Paul? What's gonna happen to Chris with the Chris Paul in Washington? They'll flip him. He'll be on the Clippers my next week. Ooh. Back to the Clippers?
3: Oh yeah. Back again.
2: That's gonna be the is Kawhi the, gonna
3: play this year? Yeah,
2: the big three that plays fifteen games a, a
1: year together.
3: Wow. A load management group. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be get tough.
1: The, get the old man back home. Am I, am I crazy to think that everyone's going to keep making these big moves and build these super teams, and Denver's still just going to be the team to beat, like Golden State was for a stretch, and the Spurs were for a, for a decade. Uh, this Denver team, well-built and proved that they can close the deal. I don't know. The Joker might never come home. Did you see how happy he looked yes. at Hell, hell <laughs> yes. yeah. He made it. He, he, now, I was out last week. He did, he he got did there. stay for the
2: parade, right? He did. He did. Okay, good. The, that, the parade had 2,000 people at it. 2,000? Yeah, it was not. Really? I think everybody was still sad. Not football.
3: They knew what to do with basketball there. they never <laughs> See, done it before.
1: I mean, they had, like, craziness the night after they won. I guess they didn't want to come back to the parade. Did they put a lot of restrictions on it? What was I the don't deal? I do I mean, would you ever go to a, no. a parade? No. But you know what? I mean, the last people I'd also pick would do this would be my parents. But when the Astros won the World Series, they went down yeah. into downtown Houston. I was like, what are you all doing? There was like a million people down there uh, when, they, when they beat the Dodgers. And, then, of course, they won another one. I don't. Uh, no, that's that's not my deal. You know, Lower Broadway, South Broadway and Nashville over the weekend was enough for me. That's that's enough. enough crowds there. That's plenty. That's plenty. Good enough. I I can only do that in doses too. That's, is it is it worse to watch like the Macy
2: day the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV or actually go to it?
1: Like sit there and watch all the floats. I've on been TV. there once. Now <laughs> worth it? it? It's okay. Growing up with the name Aaron, okay. Hogan. I used to go
3: to the what was it the 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 deals I used to have in, in Philadelphia. I used to go there a lot as a kid. The parades, Shriners deal.
1: Oh well, because well, for me as a kid, my dad was always involved with the Hibernian, So St. Patrick's oh. Day, St. Patrick's Day parade was always big. And as a youngster with the name Aaron Gobraw, Aaron Hogan, uh, yeah, we went to many a St. Patty's Day parade. That's in different downtown. though. Was, nah, not really. There's, Just,
2: more, there's more drinking involved in St. Paddy's Day. Oh, uh, there's still a parade. I guess I've been to the <laughs> hey,
3: the Shriners can drink too now. I've been to the same St.
1: St. Paddy's Day parade in Dallas and that was pretty fun. It so. is uh it's still a parade though. I mean, they just it's a parade. My my favorite childhood memory parades were the uh 4th of July parade. You know where you decorate your bike. Oh, you get to oh, be yeah. in that parade. Or You get to
3: be in there and drive through. Yeah, oh, yeah. you get to I decorate your yeah.
1: bike and ride the bike and then end up at the pool and then you know the fire trucks shooting fire through shooting water and everything. That's always a good time. That was, that's my favorite parade. But, um, so, yes. This says, Wizards releasing Chris Paul. Talk is him going to the Lakers, not the Clippers tie. Lakers. How old can that team be? How yeah. old is Chris Paul now, by the way? He's like 37. LeBron's going to be 39. Anthony Davis is, well, you know, again, I think they're all chasing Denver. Phoenix, well, Chris Paul's be chasing older than LeBron, Phoenix. Is, he? is he? I mean, they came
2: out that it says that's the same draft class.
1: Well, Chris so Paul was went to, a year,
2: year older cuz he was at Wake. Yeah, Chris uh, Wake Paul for, went
1: to Wake. For a year. And LeBron didn't came straight out of high school. Chris Paul is 38. Uh LeBron James is 38. So yeah, same year. But yes, one year of Yeah, uh, I
3: like the group with the Suns now. I think Bradley Beal is is special.
1: You're a Beal fan? I
3: am a Beal fan.
1: He's a scorer. He's got uh gosh, he's a he can light it up.
3: And he plays in the paint too. He can get through the, he can get there too. He's not just a three-point shooter.
1: I think they might
2: regret that that move. Why is that? I just – I don't think
3: – You mean getting rid of Chris you, Paul for Bradley Beal? Well,
2: you're getting rid of a guy that barely plays for another guy that barely plays. Uh, well, when I – When you already got Kevin Durant, who we know yeah, is going to be hurt at some point next year.
1: Injury will be a factor there. Uh, Kevin Durant needs to stay healthy, for If they sure. can stay
2: healthy, sure. Yes. And get, and get a decent group of bench guys, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they should be right there with Denver and the rest of the, the top dog favorites. But I'd, I'd just be a little wary.
1: And the question will become – when you know the draft comes and goes and, and everything, all the moves get made, how close can the Mavericks get Dallas Mavericks? Because the only team in the state of Texas that's close to being a playoff contender are the mm-hmm. Mavericks. Now, the Spurs are going to draft Victor Banyama They're going to begin their re into the NBA with his, his presence. But that's going to be a bit. They've got to build around him. Houston's a mile away. Da- Dallas was in the Western Conference Finals one year ago and then regressed back. What can they do this offseason to, to get back in that mix with Denver, Phoenix, the Lakers, you know, Golden Reports State? Reports are that
2: uh, Kyrie, Irving, they have no, they're bidding against nobody for Kyrie. So Ooh. that's good. Well, <laughs> he's
1: coming. Well, <laughs> more <Maybe laughs> <a> little <laughs> cheaper, than Or it's kind of the deal that uh, no one wants Kyrie Irving. But, uh, you know, because uh, he's been a problem almost everywhere he's landed. We're going to give uh, him a home. Well, be was, nice to him. You, know, you guys are going to be like those ladies that try to change a guy. That's been consistently proven to be who he is. He's a champion. He is a champion. But that's, that was when he was at his still at his best. When, when Kyrie Irving was a young player and he was the first pick of the draft by Cleveland and they were trying to, to, to rise back up after LeBron left them to go to South Beach and then LeBron came back, of course they won the championship. When he plays, he's a top three-point guard in the NBA. There's no doubt. But you also have to add, wherever he's played, he's been a problem. He 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 wanted out of Cleveland after winning the championship. He could have stayed with LeBron in Cleveland. He needed to be the man. He needed to be the man. So he got to Boston, where it never worked. Then he needed to be in Brooklyn, where it was all kinds of issues. And now he's in Dallas. I'm not saying it can't work. I'm just saying you can't ignore the past. You can't ignore the the that he's been a problem. And I to me that would be probably why there's only one team. They're not bidding against anyone because there's a kind well, of he's a,
3: going to take that chance right now.
1: Well, the Mavs have to because they gave up so much to get him. Right. And they took that big swing and they, they kind of ha- they kind of have to go there and see if he and Luca can work. And they also have to add some muscle in the paint. I mean they've got a that's where the DeAndre Ayton conversation can come in from Phoenix if you can do right. something to get him. If Dwight Powell starts another game at center for the Mavericks,
2: <laughs> my head is going to explode.
1: Uh, this is Ty is right, not a great trade by the Suns, doesn't seem like they really gain much. Well, they add a third piece that, you know, I mean they still have maybe They've mean, eviscerated their bench. Like yeah.
2: through this trade and the Kevin Durant trade, they have yes. zero bench.
1: I still think that Denver is the youngest and more most talented and deepest team in the West, but the Super Team Phoenix will be formidable if 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 healthy. They're formidable now. They've got you know almost one hundred and seventy million dollars devoted to five players, so they don't have a lot of money to go out and add pieces. Now that that's kind of the talk that they could trade DeAndre Ayton and try to you know pick up bench depth with that trade, but that's got to be you know. Worked towards, and Dallas would be in the mix for that conversation, I would believe. And one name that's going to be interesting to see where he lands. We know that uh, we just talked about Chris Paul. What about um, Fred Van VanVleet from I would, Toronto?
2: See, that's another guy I would love the Mavericks to think about going after. But I think he's getting a little bit older. His price—he's probably he declined like a thirty-three million dollar player yeah, option, he did. thinking that he might get more long-term. I don't know. I'd I probably would have. Taking that money while he could. He's kind of on the Kyle Lowry path, you know, into the career. He can still give you some decent minutes, but he's not a. I don't know how many starting point guard
1: years he has left. We'll come back. Load up the blitz on a Monday. Welcome back uh, from your weekend, 447 3776. Let's bring that strong. Also, a little gossip in there. First, Craig Way.
3: Where you get that from? Didn't want to tell you that. Didn't want to tell you that. Because I ain't for no game, okay?
1: Salacious Gossip brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Lights. Hope you had a great Bud Light weekend. Boy, it's so hot. Well, uh, Bud Light, then a water, then a water, then a Bud I mean, you just got to be careful out there. Uh, but it was a good time for me in Nashville. Hope you had a good time here. And, of course, Bud Light, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas X's, and Summertime in Austin, Texas. 75 days to the start of that college football season. Hey, so uh, Salacious Gossip. Good stuff here this morning, Buck. Uh, we've got contra- controversy and fishing. Controversy and fishing. Yeah, ma'am. So this was a tournament, the uh, the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament in North Carolina. Disqualified a crew this weekend. They hooked a massive marlin. They spent up to six hours reeling it in. It weighed 619 pounds. Should have won the grand prize. but uh, and By the way, that grand prize, a whopping $3.5 million. Ooh. But the team... Cruising on their boat uh, sensation got screwed out of it all because their catch had been mauled. And tournament Hotchos came down with the controversial decision to disqualify the Marlin after uh, they landed the fish, taking tons of picks with it, uh, hanging over their boats as well. But apparently the thing had significant shark bites in it. So either while they were reeling it in for six hours or at some point it had been attacked by a shark while still in the water. Uh, mostly most oh, facto.
3: What do they want at a pretty marlin
1: I guess I don't know. I mean, there'll be a lawsuit here, three and a half million dollars. Oh. Three and a half million dollars. What yeah, do you mean? We, off. we caught the fish. We can't control it if it got mauled. Yeah,
3: no kidding. We weren't
2: shark fishing. That's happened to me while tarpon fishing before though. Ooh, what's the biggest tarpon you caught? I couldn't tell you. It was it was big and it took way too long. And then
3: shark I, got it. Well, actually, in.
2: I I watched it happen to my dad. I watched him try to reel in a tarpon for like three hours, and then I got right up to the boat, and shark came up. Oh yeah, all we had left was the head.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> sucked. By the way, somebody just texted us on our specs text line, and it's a picture of his lawnmower. And he said, uh, "Getting too old for this? Half done. Is it too early for a Lone Star? No, it's not. Get you one.
3: No, come on,
1: baby, it's summertime." And it's too hot. Yes, at 8.30, 8.50, if it's already too hot to mow your lawn, you know what's going on in Austin, Texas. Come on, Bob Huggins. That is hot. Yeah, come on, Bob Huggins. Oh, man. Uh, you're a big fan of lobsters, Buck. Lobster. I yes, I am. This is a good one. So there was a, a, a 111-year-old lobster that was given a pardon and sent back to sea. Sent back to sea. What's the words? So Robert De Niro.
3: Can it reproduce? What I mean? What's he going to do? Go out there and get it done?
1: So he's lived to be hundred and eleven. In a tank. In a tank. Yes. Waiting to be cooked. No. That'd he's mean, not going to survive, is he? Put that old dude back in the sea.
3: That was bad on their part, right there. Just keep it till it starts floating upside down. Yeah, seafood then restaurant. It, it's on Long Island. In, then chuck it in the garden. Can't eat it. The meat's no good.
1: Let him die in the in the tank. Right. How long does that one hundred eleven year old lobster survive at large? Fifteen minutes. <laughs> fifteen minutes. That's that like, same shark that got that marlin. It's like having an in-
2: indoor cat for fifteen years and then you're like, all right, get out, outdoors, get out, go outside. Now. Yeah.
1: How old do lobsters get? really
3: pretty old. Pretty old. I-
1: obviously, one hundred eleven, but I mean, maybe he goes another fifty years.
3: No, that's not going to last very long.
1: Now it says obviously. here, maximum age may approach a hundred years. Well, at least he'll get the diet seat. You know what I mean? That's true. Back in the home. Of in who's, that tank? Kept,
2: who's kept this lobster in a tank for hundred years? I don't years? know.
1: Some restaurant. How about this guy? Smitey and Southie. This will sounds like some of our uh, weekend guys. Ty. Uh, a gas station employee in Oklahoma wanted to go home early, so he got his buddy to come in and rob the place. So, they would <laughs> <Good job. laughs> so they'd shut it down so he could go home. He was like, I'm there, tired of being here.
3: There's still a lot of stupid out there. So he's now been pressed. They've had charges pressed
1: in Oklahoma. Also this, uh, Ty, you're a coffee drinker, right? Yep. Well, there's a neurologist at the University of California at San Francisco who says, you know, people who drink coffee in the afternoon for that afternoon jolt, but then they can't sleep at night because they've added too much caffeine to their body. He says he's written a book called The Sleep Prescription. He's a neuro- neuroscientist who says, instead of drinking that next cup of coffee, just stick your head in the freezer. Stick your head in the freezer, yes. Uh, scientifically, he says, that the brief shock of cold activates your arousal system, uh, which will get you going. Instead of drinking My that coffee. arousal system? Yeah. Yeah, the arousal system. Is that the only time I should be sticking in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> he also says you go for a quick walk. Um, deep freeze in your head—just the quickest option. You can also, yeah, you can splash cold water on your face. The same kind of thing. Sure, right? it'd be freezing cold. You can just go sit in your baby pool.
3: Yeah, I try your deal, tried your deal—tried your cold shower deal in the morning. No, it don't. It won't work for me. I want to no. go back to sleep.
1: You can't do it in the morning, the cold shower. I can't. I got to do it in the afternoon when I'm already like sweaty after a workout yeah. or something. At that point, it's, it's not that cold, and you kind of want the you're, – you're, you're sweating and yeah, in the morning. Makes that me want to go one, back to bed. I got out of doing that. It's just too cold. uh. But, yes, after a good sweat, it actually is a good thing. Let's go to your Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz, brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the
2: half-under factory warranty, and any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how
3: easy it is. Here you go. First Blitzer, you're up.
0: Hey, Aaron, first of all, I'm surprised Bucky and Ty didn't even tell you that when Isaiah was here last Friday, he gave an open invitation for Digger to call on the blitz, and Digger didn't even take the bait. And speaking of Digger, it's Juneteenth. Let them free. Let them free. Yeah. Wow, Digger. He's never like called us. Juneteenth off.
3: <laughs> Next blitzer, you're up.
0: Yo, Bucky, this is Coach Dice. I heard a 300-pound fat chick jumped out of Bob Huggins' passenger side door last weekend.
3: He was at a clinic. Next, Blitzer, you're up. You're in
1: bad chick. Brad Kilmer, you listening? Oh!
3: Shut it down! Let's go! Shut it down!
1: All right, coming wow. back on this Juneteenth. It's a federal holiday and a day off for a lot of folks. We're here, but, um, you know, it's football season. But 75 days out. we got to be here. That's right. Also, coming up... Uh, It is football on the pitch, including the U.S. men's national team with a great performance over the weekend. We'll talk to our buddy Glenn Davis from Soccer Matters. Ask Glenn about this performance, where this U.S. men's national team is headed, and was it the good decision, the right decision, to bring Greg Berhalter back to be the manager of this team? Also, what's up with Austin FC and where we're going there? Also having some fun with you on this Monday morning, the good, the bad, and the ugly from the busy weekend. Somebody said this that domesticated cats released into the wild are akin to a miniature biosphere disaster. They will attack everything and not always for food. So they become like, this guy says they become like predators. Wow. Not just to eat, just to attack. Huh. Interesting. I like the word biosphere. Good work by you. Uh, We will be back. Final hour of hours on this Monday on 1049, 1019 a.m. 1260, and always streaming on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.